All right, so we're back with another episode of Slaughter University Podcast. So I was reading the Word of God. Let me tell y'all something. I was in Matthew. There's so much in Matthew I wanted to dissect, but thing is, when God puts something on your heart, you think that's what he wants you to talk about. And then next thing you know, he was like, uh, I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? And I be like, wait a minute. Hold up. Lord, you just gave me a good word. A good message. Something that somebody needs to hear. I needed to hear it. And he say, that's not what I want to talk about. It's just not. It's just not what I want to talk about. So I'm like, okay, Father. Then what is it that you want to talk about? And when you have a whole passage of stuff that you want to talk about, he narrows it down to one little verse. And that one little verse is what we're going to be working on tonight. And I pray that you guys fully get it. Because it is coming for the scalp. And if you got on a wig right now, it's coming under the scalp. In the name of Jesus. So I was in Matthew, right? And let me tell y'all something about the Lord. So many things that you read, you have read it a million times. You have read the story a million times. Let me tell you something. This word right here comes down to Matthew 14, verse 20. It's in the passage where God is talking about the 5,000 that was fed. Now, just to recap for those who may not have read that. So pretty much, in short, what the, what the story about the 5,000 was, was pretty much that God drew away, um, they followed him, then they um, pretty much had a whole bunch of other disciples that was there, just, just pretty much the gist of it. They didn't have enough food to feed them. The disciples was trying to get Jesus to send the people back into the villages to buy food, and Jesus was like, uh-uh. You give them something to eat, my boy. You give them something to eat. And then they just question God, like, okay, where are we going to uh, get food to feed all these people? Right? Where are we going to get food to feed 5,000 people? We got five pieces of bread uh, and two fish. You ain't got enough fish to make fish sandwiches for y'all. Pretty much that's what they said. We ain't got enough food for us. So what are we going to do with them? Right? And you can dissect that. I'm pretty sure a lot of y'all pastors have went to that scripture, that passage, time and time again. You probably have heard it all your life. You had to fight. But I want to focus on two verses. Two verses tonight. Oh, I love this. So I'm in Matthew 14, verses 20 through 21. And it simply says, and I'm reading from the AMP version. Read for whatever version um, helps you out. And it says, and they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up 12 full baskets of leftover broken pieces. There were about 5,000 men who ate besides women and children. I lied. It was more than 5,000 people. It was 5,000 men and women and children that was out there, right? And I know y'all probably like, 
Come on, Chris. What, what do you mean? What are you talking about? How is that significant? We know that it was leftovers. But as I was reading this, God spoke to my spirit because no way in my human mind I could have came up with this. And Jesus said to my heart, he said, Chris, I will satisfy your need, but I will not feed your flesh. It's about to be hot in here tonight. Hot in here tonight. Listen, check me out. Let me read the verse again. And they all ate and were satisfied. They picked up 12 full baskets of leftover broken pieces. There were about 5,000 men who ate besides women and children. Women and children. Okay? And that's when the Lord said to me, he said, Chris, I will satisfy your need, but I will not feed your flesh. I almost threw my tablet at my wife because she didn't even understand what the Lord just said to me in that moment. What I want to talk about tonight is how many of us is trying to get God to feed our flesh when he is already satisfying your need. We can talk about gluttony all day and tomorrow. Man, we know that. We know we be biting off more than when we chew when we go to these places. It don't make no sense that you spend a $15, $20 at McDonald's. Right? Dollar menu? You too good for the dollar menu now. Are you too good for the you too good for the dollar menu? Even though it ain't really a dollar, like a dollar, twenty, dollar, thirty, dollar, forty, forty-five, sixty, but you too good for the dollar man. And, and, and then, I mean, then still, look at it. McDonald's even tried to throw you a bone and said, look, well, if you buy one for $2, I give you the other one for a dollar. I got inflation and everything going on out here, but my boy, if you just mess with me on the two, I, I shop with you on the one, right? So I could talk about greed all day and tomorrow. But when Jesus said to me, I will satisfy your need, but I will not feed your flesh. That hit me all upside my head. In the back of my head, in the side of my head. And I'm just like, Lord, because we need more than food. It's a lot of things that you need right now. It's a lot of things that you are praying for right now. And it's a lot of things that you are hoping for right now that you might have even been fasting for right now. And you feel like you don't have enough and you have to ask yourself is the need met or are you trying to overindulge see God doesn't want us to feed our flesh he don't want that God does not want us to feed our flesh so why would he feed it I'm, 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 I'm serious why would the Lord feed your flesh and he only wants you feeding your flesh and it made me question myself and say Lord what is it that I'm asking you for what is it that I'm praying for what is it that I'm I'm hoping for what is it that I'm going to sleep thinking about waking up thinking about 
because my needs are already met. But yet I feel like it ain't enough. I'm gonna I'm bring that back and I'm, and I'm gonna wind down because y'all ain't, y'all ain't listening to me right now. What is it that you're asking God for that he's already met? That you are literally, honestly asking for more. Now, is that saying that God doesn't want you to have more? I don't think that's the case, but I think it's all about a heart posture. I think that, honestly, this walk, when Jesus says walk with me, and let me just put a pin in this conversation right quick, because let me let me say this. It's a beautiful thing that a lot of us, a lot of us have came to Christ and accepted the Lord as our um, Savior, and we receive salvation at a young age. When I say at a young age, is that either you grew up in the church and you became saved and got serious on your walk later on, or you might have just came to Christ between the ages of 18 and 20-something, maybe your early 30s, is when you uh, came to Christ. But you rush you. And I just feel the Lord telling me right now that for whoever's listening to this or watching this on rebroadcast on YouTube, you rush it. You you in a rush to get to what God is trying to take you, and you're not walking with the Lord. You're not walking with the Lord, and I say all that to say is that you want God showed you visions and gave you desires to have money. He trusted you with money, but. You in a rush to have the money. You want to see it. You want to wake up and open up your bank account because you know you check your, your app every morning. Can, can I just be real? We all check our app every morning like something is, is going to be gone. And maybe it's a little speck of hope it's going to be more. Right? You got to ask yourself then too, why are you so concerned? Like if you had $400 in your account last night when you woke up, why are you so scared that the $400 is going to be gone? You know why? Because you probably think it's a bill out there, something gonna come out. It could be Apple Music, it could be, it could be, and then that's when I gotta ask you, what are you currently subscribed to? What bills are you paying that you don't need to be involved in? Yeah, what what are you paying? What are you why 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 is it that when ten dollars come out your account for Apple Music, it's such a heartbreak Drake moment? You know? Like I I I, I just wanna be real. Like, 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 why is it such a heartbreak moment? $10 shouldn't bother you that bad. But yet we check our accounts every morning like we don't have enough. Like God has not gave us enough. And let's just say your account is on zero. You ain't went out and worked. You ain't sold no seed. You ain't pulled no harvest. And you checking your account like God finna just drop 30000 on you right now. Why? Why are you expecting the harvest that you did not sow in? But, but, but that's, a, that's a story for another day. The main point I'm trying to drag home is, is that you have more than enough. Yeah. Because the word says he will supply all your riches and glory, uh, all you riches and glory through Christ Jesus. Right? God is not going to leave nor forsake you. Absolutely. You'll be able to watch this on YouTube 
Um, as soon as I upload, I thank you for that. And I asked God, I said, Lord, why are we in such a rush to get to the end goal? Can we all just take a break and just sit back and relax? Brush your shoulders off. You know what I'm saying? And say, Lord, take your time with me. I know y'all probably like Chris, will you? But, but. Why can't we just say, Lord, take your time with me? Because he's going to do it anyway. And why you, yourself, can't just say, you know what? Lord, I'm going to allow you to take your time with me. Let's stop looking at age for a minute. Let's stop thinking about where we're going and where we want to go. Some of you worried about where you're going to go when your lease is up and your lease ain't up till March. Darn in April, February. And you already worried about where, where am I going next? Can you enjoy the fact that you are in a good place right now? Even if you stand with somebody, roommating with somebody, can we just appreciate where God has us right now because see what the devil likes to do is try to tell you that you out of position oh because come on now please stop acting like the devil tempts you with just all type of evil things sometimes it's good things he throw at you sometimes it's things that the devil might say he might say something good about God is what I'm trying to say the devil sometimes say something good about God just to get you out of position too soon. Come on now. He'll say something like, well, God is so good. If you was really doing everything he wanted you to do, you would have been somewhere by now. You know, even if you are 33 and you back at Grand Grand House, that move didn't surprise the Lord. Can I be honest? I have done things over and over and over again and tried things over and over and over again and sometimes it looked like I went back. But honestly, I went forward. Because what if that move I made that put me back at Greenhouse, what if I would have did that at 40 with a wife and kids. I mean, I mean, let's be real. Can we be thankful that God kept us in our mistakes at a young age? I mean, I, I'm trying. I, I'm trying. I want. I want. I want to talk to y'all tonight. Can we be thankful that you did try that new job at 25? And you realized it didn't work for you. You know, I thank God. I said, Lord, I'm glad that when you told me, uh, and, and it's okay, and I'm, I'm talking about this because me and my wife said it was okay. So I'm not gonna share too much, but when my wife and I had that conversation at night, and she said, "Baby, I think you'll be good at sales." The first thing I did was run to the car business. It took me 29 days to realize that that wasn't the business for me. But I also sold 11 cars in 29 days. So that showed me that sales was for me, right? 
Come on now. It's like my barber told me. He said, you on the right street, you just in the wrong house. But see, this is the thing about making choices. This is the thing about making decisions. This is the thing about walking with God and being in tune with the spirit. Let's not prolong something when God's clearly showing you this ain't it. This ain't it. Right? Same thing go with school. Can we trust that God is such a good father that maybe the reason why you couldn't afford to go back to school is a part of his plan? Maybe it's not time. Maybe going to school right now in your 20s and 30s ain't the best move. But maybe 10, 15 years from now, what you want to go to school for, you might can go for free. See, the Lord is the beginning and the end. He knows the beginning. He knows the end from the beginning. He's the alpha and the omega. I really am a firm believer. Sometimes it's not, it's not no, it's just not now. And when you walk with God, you have to honestly, listen, when you read the book of Psalms, David and them boys was going through it. When you read Job, them boys was going through it. But what you also realize is that they kept quoting God's character. Lord, you won't leave and forsake me. Lord, you are almighty, you're all-knowing. Lord, you hide me in your wings, Lord. Lord, you lift me on your wings like eagles. Lord, you protect me from my enemies. If 10,000 on my left, 1,000 on my right. No matter what they was feeling, they understood and they knew the character of God. It's like I heard my pastor say, um, that the righteous will be afflicted, but God delivers them, right? Meaning that your, your issues right now, that's just the page you on. But guess what? That page gonna turn. And the story can change. Because if you read Job uh, uh, 3 through 39, I believe 3 through 39, he stayed solid even though he had all his feelings. But guess what? Eventually, chapter 40 came. Chapter 41 came. And what you read? God gave Job back everything he lost times more. Just keep flipping the page. But understand, walk this thing out with the Lord. Maybe school, God didn't allow you to go to school. And I could talk about school so much. Maybe God didn't allow you to go to school because he know you ain't really going because you want to. You probably going just because, and this ain't to nobody specific, but in general, because we all deal with this. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know for a fact that maybe you going because that's what grandma told you was a good thing. Maybe that's what 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 um mama told you to do. And now you sitting in school in the advisor office, you done switched your degree plan like four times. Because maybe you think school is the way to do what God has called you to do, and it might not be. You honestly might not need school. 
And let me tell you something. It's other people out here in this world who have racked up $40,000, $50,000 in school loans just to figure out right after they graduated. That ain't what I want to do. Imagine going to school to be so, for four, five, six years and then you blow up to be a YouTuber. <laughs> I'm talking about, bro. Like, like, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, let me tell you something. God is funny. Man, he is funny. But when you really walk this thing out and say, Lord, what is it that you want me to do? Sometimes it's not going to sound like I want you to go left, go right, do go upside down. It's not like that. Because at that point, you're not going to have a relationship. You're just going to be following directions. I'm pretty sure God spoke to you audibly and told you left, right, left, right, like you YG or somebody. You would have honestly did just that. Oh, that's God? Left, right? Okay. But when God is trying to build your trust, he's trying to build a relationship with you. It's going to be no school this semester. Or he might have a way of bringing it on back. And that's why I say, I want you to reflect on your life and say, Lord, what am I asking for more in but the need is met. Like, do y'all really understand that a lot of y'all needs are already met? God has already met your need. You don't want to just be satisfied. You want to be full. You know, one of the most funniest things I, I read in the Bible is when God was getting the Israelites from Egypt to uh, take them to the promised land. And he will say something like, you know, eat all you can tonight, but whatever you don't eat, burn it. Don't save none, don't store none, none of that. If you, if you store some, this is what's going to happen. Have it ever dawned on you that maybe God don't want you, don't want to give you enough? Maybe God wants to supply your needs every single day of every single season in your life. Because the truth is, if God gave you enough money to sustain you the way you want to be sustained, you wouldn't, you wouldn't look up no more. You wouldn't look for God no more. If I got you a million, I ain't gonna say a million, because some of y'all can blow a million dollars in, in a couple days. If somebody gave you a billion dollars right now, a billion, a billion, a billion dollars right now, I'm willing to bet my bottom dollar your prayer life is gonna decrease substantially. Your prayer life will decrease substantially right now at the level that you at. But you know what's so beautiful about a relationship with God? Is that all the signs that God did through Moses, all the things he took Moses through, all the years he had to walk the, the 40 years with the people because they was uh, tweaking and they couldn't enter the promised land. When it was time to go to the promised land, Moses said, 
if you don't go, I'm not going. That is beautiful and its own words. How many of us can say, Lord, if you're not there, I'm not there. Come on, man. Y'all see this Peace Hut shirt? Don't make me deliver. Come on now. Y'all think I'm playing. How many of you can say, Lord, if I, Lord, if you don't go, I'm not, I'm not gonna go. That job you wanted, they called you back. They said it's yours. Bonuses, sign-on bonuses, PTO. Uh, the degree you got, the field you want to go in, the, 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 the business is blowing up. How many people can say, Lord, if that ain't your will, I don't want to undo it. Not many of us. But when you are truly satisfied of God supplying your everyday needs and understanding God is not going to feed your flesh, you're you going to start looking at the Lord in a, in a different light. God is not the person that you all make him out to be. To be honestly and truthful, your brain can't even comprehend how good God is. Your brain cannot even comprehend the love of God. You don't understand how much God loves you. Ah, oh, yeah, he died on the cross for my sins. Do you know what it took to get here? Do you know what he had to put up with to get here? Right? To come reconcile us back to himself? If you understood what the heavens was and the glory of God was and how lowly it is to be to take on a vessel of dirt, can I just... I don't even smoke. Chopping to make me light a cigarette. Do you know that your flesh comes from the dirt. And somebody as pure as God knows no sin, never can sin. If he wanted to sin, he couldn't sin. So pure, he put on a bag of dirt. He put on a bag of dirt. Born in one of the most disgraceful places, was persecuted, was given the most humiliating death ever, for you. But because you don't see where God was, you don't see the glory, you don't see the heavens, you don't see the power, you can't fully grasp what he did. You can't fully grasp what he did. But that's where you have to trust that he would not do all that to forsake you. Come on now, what's that favorite verse y'all love to get tattooed on your chest and on your neck? For for uh uh God knows the plans that he has for me. Was it Jeremiah 29 11? That's your favorite verse, but you don't act on it. You don't act like it. every time some trials and tribulations come up in your life, you act like God don't know the plans that he has for you. I, you think that a, a Christian life, a believer in Christ, somebody who chases after God and accepts him um, through 
some uh, who, who you receive salvation through his sacrifice, you think that it's supposed to be all dandies and roses. That's what you think. And it's not. It's not. And what I want you guys to fully understand is you have everything that you need. Welcome everybody that's just coming in. Glad to have y'all here. You have everything that you need. Let's talk about let's talk about getting full off the flesh. Because I think that one thing the church doesn't do is fully describe the flesh and what is feeding my flesh. We always go to food and stuff like that. Well, let's just say food isn't a person's main main issue. Is fasting from certain foods good? Yeah. But what about that television? What about snowfall? What about power, book one, two, and three? What about 90 Day Fiance? What about uh, uh, Bad Girls Club and, and Instagram, Facebook, Shade Room? You don't think that could be weakening you spiritually? Because if you want to be honest, it's, it's nothing there that's filling to the spirit, but it's all filling to the flesh. Because a lot of times, when you all get in a funk or a mood, instead of recognizing that you are being oppressed by, by a higher spiritual weakness, instead of running to the word, you run to Tubi. You run to Netflix. You run to Hulu. You run to uh, Max now. That's feeding the flesh. And don't get me wrong. I love a good episode of Scandal. Right? I've seen it twice. I got my wife watching it now. You know? But we have to do it in moderation. See, back in the day, if, can I just say this? Because I feel like I can talk to y'all. Do you realize that a lot of series nowadays is no less than 45 minutes to an hour? I'm going to let y'all marinate on that. Have you noticed that series are no less than 45 minutes to an hour? I know y'all probably like, well, Chris, how long is it supposed to be? It can be as long as it wants to. But you just gave 45 minutes to an hour of something that's not feeding your spirit, but feeding your flesh. And then you go into bed and you pray, Lord, I want you to just talk to me in my dreams. You, you can't you can't hear God in your dreams because you got uh, Tariq and Ghost all in your ear. You got a whole bunch of stuff that don't matter in your ear. Now, do I believe that God wants you to dedicate 24 hours of your day to reading your Bible? No, because that's not a real relationship that's forced, Right? 
But when you have a relationship with the Lord, you know how to pull back. It's just like being in a relationship with somebody else. It's just like being married to somebody else. If I came in the house every day and just gave 24 hours to my game system, 24 hours to my TV, 24 hours to anything else but the person I'm living with, what kind of relationship is that? If my wife did that, I'd be like, hold on, what? Are you doing to watch the TV? Like, it's not hooked on funds. It really ain't. You just got no one to pull back. Am I saying, oh, you saying, Chris, I can't lay in the bed and watch an episode of something before I go to sleep? I'm not saying it. What I'm saying is, how much time did you spend with the Lord today? How much did you feed your spirit today? Because you had a bad day at work. You still got road rage out this world. You didn't even, you weren't praying in the car. You was listening to the new gun, right? You was listening to the new thug. You you was worried about everybody at uh, the all-white party on the shade room. You worried about JT throwing the phone at Uzi. And y'all, I got to keep up with this stuff. Because in this, in this field, my target audience is trying to show people and teach people about having a relationship with God all while I'm doing the same thing. I got to be hip to the stuff that's going on. Sometimes I just got to go through the comments and I'm like, but y'all care so much. Y'all more worried about that than what's feeding your spirit. When the last time you just turned down the radio and said, Father God, I thank you for, being, for, for allowing me to get to and from. Lord, why is just me in the car? Can I just cry out to you, oh Lord? Sometimes prayer is not just asking for something. You know, sometimes prayer is just, Lord, that command to love my neighbor, I don't like that. I don't want to do that right now. I don't, I don't want to do that right now. I don't want to love my neighbor right now. Lord, this person that I've been sleeping with, man, Lord, that thing off the chain. Oh, here we go. Here come the religious people. I go to religion. I'm going to tell you how I talk to the Lord. Can you just say, Lord, she really put that thing on me. And I'm, 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 I'm a little hooked. Lord, I, I, I'm staring at my phone waiting on this person to call and text me back. Has it ever been so bad? I mean, I know we grown now. I tell on myself, you ain't got to tell on you. Man, I remember it was so bad at one point. Uh, years ago, I was dating this young lady. I'm talking about years ago. We'll get into an argument. And... I'm arguing with her. I'm mad. I don't want to talk to her, but at the same time, I don't want to talk to nobody but her. And I could be the one ignoring the text, and it's my turn to text back. But if you call to text my phone, I don't want to talk to you. But I'm waiting on this person to hit my phone back. How sickening. How sickening are those emotions? Let me tell you something. I remember when GTA 5 first came out. It was 2000. 13, I believe. 2012, 2013, when GTA V first came out. And if anybody know anything about video games, if you play video games or not, you heard of Grand Theft Auto V. 
right? You probably heard you heard of Grand Theft Auto as a whole, right? So thank you, brother. 2013. So you, you, I'm on GTA 5. I let somebody make me so mad that I hop off the game. Now, anybody that know freaking what they do in Grand Theft Auto, I ain't trying to get blocked off live tonight. But you know, that's the perfect game to play when you upset. But somebody make you so upset that you hop off GTA 5, that's where you need to go seek the Lord because that's crazy. That's crazy. And just ask yourself, you can just go to the Lord and say, Lord, you know, your word says this, but I, like, your questions are not bigger than God. He's okay with your questions. He knows your heart. Sometimes you just got to go to the Lord. You got to cry out. You got to say, Lord, you want me to be like this? But Lord, I want to be like this. Lord, if I go to work today and this girl asks me one more question, say one more thing to me, Lord, I'm going to put these hands on her. And I ain't talking about for prayer, Lord. I'm telling you, I'm going to put these paws on the Lord. I, but y'all make jokes about it and say, Lord, uh, give me the patience because if you give me the strength. But you don't understand that. When you ask you for patience, that's why you're in the situation that you're in. To learn how to be patient. You know what else I learned about a lot of us? A lot of us don't know how to walk away. Like, I am big. My wife will tell you. I am big on saying, let's put a pin in this conversation. She hates it. She hates it because she's more, she, she, she's more of a person that I want to talk about it right here and right there. And I am too, to an extent. But I feel like if we're having a conversation and we're not, and we're not getting nowhere. We have to put a pen in it and come back later on. And sometimes it don't always have to be with a spouse. You don't have to respond to that text message right now. No matter who it's from. You don't have to respond to that message right now. Guess what? Let me tell you something else. You know you pay your own phone bill, right? Come on, come on, let me talk to you. You know you pay your phone bill, right? I'm sorry. Let me say this one more time. You know that you are the one that pays your phone bill, right? Why do you feel like you have to answer the phone just because somebody's name popped up on? That's something I had to learn the hard way. People used to call me all the time. And, oh, oh, let me get it. Oh, let me call them back because I don't want nothing. And I don't want that. And I don't want that. Then my phone. My phone bill. Sometimes that phone will ring for days. I'm just being real. Sometimes that phone will ring for a couple days. That go for mama, daddy, sister, brother. The only person that I cannot ignore is my wife. And for those who have children that's, that you're still taking care of, then of course, you know, they fall in that category too. But I'm not just saying that to say be an a-hole. A what I'm saying is, 
You don't have to respond back so quickly to things. Take the time to think about your responses. If it takes you 20, 30 minutes to respond, if you've been dating this guy and it's been two, three weeks and he just said, I love you, some of you will say, I love you back just because you don't want the other person to feel weird. I've been there. See, I don't, I don't need you to tell on you. I can tell on me. Man, I remember one time, man, the girl said, I love you. I love you too. I remember one time, and I'm gonna just be so real, cause I like, I like, I like to go deep with y'all, cause I want y'all to understand that I am, I am a human being that has made plenty of mistakes. I'm not giving this message because I'm God's favorite. No, I'm favored by God. Meaning God looked upon my wretched life and said, I can still use that. Not because I'm just all good. No, because I'm obedient. And God will use everything that I've been through for his glory. Because he paid the price for my sins. So now if I got to say what I did to help others understand that, don't idolize me. Don't glorify me. Don't think that when this life ends that I'm perfect. It's days I go without reading. It was times where I was in my Bible every day. And there's times I went days without reading my Bible. And stuff started happening. And then, uh, I wonder why. And it's not that stuff, not stuff going to happen if you read your Bible or not. But the more times that I'm in my word and stuff happens, I react totally differently than what I do when I'm not connected to my Savior. And that's just the truth. Like, I want you to understand the things you say, the things you do, the things you get entangled in, the things that feed your flesh. I remember I was, one, let me just tell you, this is what's just so messed up. And where I failed at as a man of God. So, you know, I started getting serious on my walk and all this good stuff and blah, 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 blah. So, you know how like on Instagram, you pretty much know the people that's gonna watch your story, right? Let me, let me put a pen in the comments and say, I'm gonna give y'all a little, a little story time. I'm gonna give you a little story time. So y'all come close. Let me give you a little story time about your boy, right? So, this is about 2019. Like, you already know the people that's in your stories, whatever. Like, anytime you post something, usually it's about the same couple of people. It, it might be a lot of people, but you know it's gonna be a certain few people that's gonna be there. So I would say this one girl, she went like, I noticed she wasn't watching my story for like a minute. And you know, like you so used to seeing a person in your story that when they not in there, it kind of catch your eye, but it catch your eye like later on. So it was probably like a couple weeks later. I was like, dang, such and such, I didn't even watch my story. Now at this time, we were just friends. We met each other at work. We weren't working at that job no more, but you know how it is, you keep old folk over social media. So I went to her page. So I'm like, okay. Um, her page still up, but you can tell she ain't posted or nothing like that. What's her page yet? I can't remember. Um, but we had a mutual friend. And this mutual friend, I knew she was real close with. So okay, boom, say less. I hit up her friend. 
So I said, yeah, man, you know, what happened to such and such? I ain't, you know, seen in a minute. Woo, woo, woo. Right? So she like, yeah, she doing good because, of course, they got each other's number, so they text and woo, woo, woo. I'm like, man, just tell her, you know, hit the phone, whatever, whatever, and all this good stuff, right? I'm going somewhere with the story. I go hit my phone, woo, woo, yeah, 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 yeah. So she hit my phone with the quickness. I think she hit my phone like that day, same day. You know what I'm saying? So I was like, yeah, man, you know, I ain't, you know, what's going on with the wood? She started telling me she just went through a bad breakup and all this stuff. You know, that's what we do. Soon as we uh, break up with somebody, we just got to get off social media. All of a sudden, we got to block him, his mama, his daddy, his auntie, his grandma, his great nephew that you been at the federal reunion when y'all was in year three of y'all relationship. Everybody got to go. Everybody got to go when you break up. So, or we just deactivate. I'm going to just fall back for a minute and do me. You should have been doing you the whole time. But, hey, that's just how we were back in them days. So, we talking, we chit-chat, you know, and I'm on my spiritual walk. Let me just tell you how men of, men, I don't want to say men of God, but let me tell you how Christian men can be full of it sometimes. Because I was, I was, I was one of them. Our stuff can stink so bad that we don't think that it stinks. Sometimes we try to play with God intelligence. Sometimes we try to use God unintentionally. But you know deep inside what you want. That's why That's why you have to ask God to show you you. So, you know, I'm on my spiritual walk at this time. So now when I first met her, we were working um, at the airport. So, of course, you know what I'm saying? Back in them days, I always knew God, but I wasn't on my walk then. So, you know, I'm always saying a little flirty stuff. I always saying sexual things. All, you know, making all, you know, you know how us guys is. You know, see you walking down the hallway and say something crazy off the wall, right? So, what happened was, now that I'm on my spiritual walk, I'm trying to be better. Oh, yes, me better. I'm a man of God, and I read my word, and I do all these things, and I'm just a great guy now, and God changed my life, and I know he can, oh, I'm doing all that. So, you know, the first thing we love to do is, well, why don't you come to church with me? Now, in all honesty, of course you want a person to go to church. Of course you want a person to have salvation. Right? Now, I used to try to get at this girl all the time. Y'all crazy. I'm not going to get in trouble. My wife has heard all these stories a million times. Trust me, she even brings them up to be funny sometimes. Well, thank you. Thank you for looking out for my neck. <laughs> so, the girl, we was talking. So, when I tried to talk to her back in the day, she used to always give me the cold show. Always give me the cold show. Like, roll her eyes when she see me. Boy, what you want? Leave me alone. You know how Atlanta girls say, what you want? Leave me alone. But you don't want nothing for real. You know, that's kind of how our relationship was. She started to catch feelings for me, right? Now, what I should have did was is use that as an opportunity. Me not use her catching feelings, but the closeness we was growing with each other, I should have just kept her going to church. We should have just kept uh, uh, being friends, right? I should have just kept being friends. Okay. Nothing in that relationship I did was Christ-like. 
me knowing better, I should have known better. Why am I coming to your house? Why your mama going? I'm talking about throwing the keys off the fifth floor, I'm catching them, driving up the parking deck, you know what I'm saying? Coming to your house, going to liquor stores, getting shots and all this stuff like that. And then when we end up doing something, who's the culprit here? Thank you, baby. I'm the culprit. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm the <laughs> So, what I did was, I was taking advantage of somebody else, no matter how you put it. God put her in my life to be a vessel to lead her to him. But because I used to like her, I played it to my advantage and ended up in a whole entanglement. A whole entire entanglement. For what? Because I was feeding my flesh instead of trying to feed my spirit. You have to ask God to show you the intentions of your heart and why you do the things that you do. Because when me and her fell out, she wasn't going back to church. Man, what if I was the only person that that person would have encountered before something happened? You know what I'm saying? What what if, what if that was what if that was that? What what if that was that situation right there? You know? And I say this stuff so seriously because when you're not walking in the spirit, when you're not leaning on God, when you're not thinking about the things that you do, you make mistakes. And the point of me telling y'all that story is that when me and the person was having that, you know what I'm saying? She said, I love you during that moment. And guess what my dumb self did? I said it right back. This girl is in a vulnerable state, just got out of a relationship. I mean, she grown person, did what she wanted to do, but I, I knew better. So this is what I'm saying. You don't have to respond to everything. Some situations that you in, you don't even need to be in. Satan ain't putting you in them positions. You putting you in them positions. You putting yourself in those positions. Because your flesh is too full. This is the point of fasting. To deny your flesh. But it's also replacing the fleshly thing with the spiritual. What's the point of a seven-day fast, dog? If you're just not going to eat. Fasting still has benefits, whether you're doing a spiritual fast or not. That's the truth a lot of people don't want to tell you. With all the junk and stuff that we eat, the preservatives and all the things that's in the foods that we eat, if you gave yourself a good fast, your body will benefit from a good fast. But we're talking about a spiritual fast. 
some of you come off a fast, and the first thing you do is go right back to the theme. What about moderation? That's what I want to talk about, moderation. So, example with food. Stop eating till you get full. That's what I gave y'all in scripture. And they all ate and were satisfied. And they had picked up 12 full baskets of leftover broken pieces. When the last time you had a to-go plate? And I'm not talking about my ladies. I'm not talking about my ladies because I know y'all were to-go plate a plate to them. And it's probably still sitting in your refrigerator. You probably still got a to-go plate from freaking TGI Fridays from um, Valentine's Day. Because we know how y'all do. But to my brothers, because we are men, we have healthier appetites, right? And I think that's another reason why the scripture focused on men and at one point saying that 5,000 men who ate. Can I ask you something, fellas? When the last time we took a to-go plate? When the last time we took a to-go plate? When the last time when we went to our mama house and ate or your girl cooked for you or your wife cooked for you? When the last time you said, baby, just half a waffle? Just half a waffle. You don't need them many grits. You don't need them many eggs. You don't need all of that. When the last time you said, you know what? This is enough. Because what happens when you fool? You become sluggish. You become tired. You become sleepy. And you become unproductive. Unproductive. Okay, we got the food out the way. When last time you said, you know what, Lord, this is enough TV. Why you can't just, you know, I'm going to spend some time in the world with the Lord. I'm going to do something productive. And let me just be honest. When the last time you just read a book? It ain't even got to be the Bible. I'm not even just reach upside here with the Bible. I'm not doing all that. But when last time you just pushed away from TV altogether and said, let me just read a book. How many of us still have library cards? Can't just be me and my wife. When last time we just had a library card? Because there's so many other things out there that you could be indulging in. But it's like we'll read our word and then we'll jump right back to the foolishness. When the last time we just marinated in the word of God? Man, when the last time you just read a scripture and when you got to a scripture and you didn't understand, you said, you know what? Let me dig deep into this. Let me YouTube this scripture. Let me Google this script. Let me see if anybody else had any questions about sad enough to say. You can almost YouTube anything. You darn near can really Google anything. Just straight up. Somebody out there got a comment on it. Just being real. Get you a good comment, a good commentary about Um one of my one of my brothers, um, older brother of mine that I met at work, he, he told me about this uh book called John MacArthur, Commentary by John MacArthur Commentary Bible got like a blue cover. Um, I got the hard cover. I don't know what the soft cover looked like, but it's John MacArthur. I believe that's his name. Uh, 
Bees got Bible over there. John MacArthur. Baby, it's in the bin in the closet. Can you um get that book for me? I want to show everybody this book. Okay, still do that for me. I want I want to show everybody this book. Um, right quick. This is a commentary Bible. This is not a Bible Bible like that has all the verses in it, but it has all the verses, but it has commentary in it for people that want to fully expand on the verse. I know some Bibles have, yes, I know some people have uh, footnotes at the end of their Bible, but this is a deeper uh, Bible because you want to know what you read. It, it, it's just, oh, don't throw the word. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to show, yes, I was right. John McCall. This is the book. That is his name, right? Yeah. John MacArthur, The Bible Commentary. I'm showing y'all this book because it is worth it. It's only like $30. You just spent like $30 at Olive Garden. You can get this book, okay? Now, like I said, it has every verse in here, but the verses are not in here. It's commentary on the verses. So when you get to certain verses in the Bible that you don't understand, he has an explanation for every single verse in the Bible, breaking it down to what it means. All right? Like, I, I really believe you guys should get that. Um, get that uh, book. But like I was saying, outside of the Bible, when you read, how many times have you just sat and meditated on the word? Right? When last time you just sat and meditated on the word and said, huh, uh, the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. Lord, what do you mean by that? What do you mean, Lord, when you say, I shall not want? Okay. What does it mean when he says, I shall not want? Lord, what does it mean when you said, you cover me um, in a secret place? Lord, what does it mean when you say, you supply all my needs through your riches and glory in Christ Jesus? What does it mean? Let me tell you, it's sometimes I read verses and I be stuck. Because I think we're so quick trying to rush to be finished just to say, I read the whole Bible. Right? I read the whole Bible. That's more of your goal than saying, I understand what I read in the Bible. And that's another thing. Um... When it comes to commentary, to answer your question, that's a great question. How do you depict if a man is giving too much of their perspective on commentary? One, you always, always have to be uh, led by the Spirit and ask Holy Spirit these things. But I've never really seen a commentary where they, a man gave his perspective. If he did, he would say, like... In my example, give an example. So I, I never really seen that in the Bibles that I read. But I have a Tony Evans CBS Bible. I also have a King James Bible. Um, and I also have this commentary. Look, you can look up these people and you know just do your background report on these people. But I've never really seen uh, too many people give their own personal perspective. But that is a great question. Um, if you don't, if you don't have. Uh, not a commentary Bible. What I was going to say. Um, 
Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never really I've never really seen that too much. But that is a that is a great question. So your girl Sanjanique, aka Neek Neek, has partnered up with Slaughter University to bless us with some custom merch. If you want some Slaughter University merch or just want some custom merch in general, hit her up and her business be unique. Promo code in the description. So when it comes to the word, I've been, I've been, I'll tell you this. I don't have no issue sharing this. I used to try so hard to read the whole Bible. I said, Lord, I just want to read the whole Bible. And God knew I was trying to rest and read the whole Bible because he knew I just wanted to be able to say I read the whole Bible. Do you know every time I got close to getting like halfway through the Bible, or more than halfway through, God said, now start over. It's been almost four or five times that I was almost done. Like almost like a couple chapters away from saying I read the whole Bible. And as soon as I get ready to finish, start over. Or he'll say, go back to the Old Testament and start over. Or he'll say, go back and read the New Testament. Over. I'm just like, Lord, I'm just trying to say I'm done. But he knew that. He knew that about his son. Because I thought it was an accomplishment in saying I finished it. But you could read the whole Bible and the Bible still not be in you. You could read the whole word and the word not be in you. And that's just, that's just, that's just truth. See, yesterday, I was going to say this. I took the video down because I want to say it on, on live. I want to say it on my pod. Everything that I do, I just want to kind of put it in the pod. But it is a lot of spiritual arrogance going around in the Christian community. It is a lot of spiritual arrogance going around in the Christian community. And some videos I watch, I just want to be like, and what does that have to do with the price of beans in Mexico? Because it don't show ain't got nothing to do with the price of tea in China. Like, we will make some of the most pettiest arguments. Some of the most pettiest arguments. When are we going to keep the main thing the main thing? And I'm going to say that every life. When are we going to keep the gospel, the gospel, the good news? That's what gospel means, good news. The sins. The sins that you committed. Somebody paid for him. If you believe on him, when are we gonna keep the main thing? The main thing. And you're absolutely right. When you do read the Bible each time, it does give you a different perspective. Every time I read, I got a whole different perspective. But what I noticed in the Christian community is that the whole Yeshua in Jesus. Some people think, oh, because I say Yah instead of God that my nipples gonna get lighter than the next person. And, and, and I'm just like, bruh. Oh, his name is Yeshua. Listen, okay. Okay. You learn, you learn, you learn the new word. It's a difference between teaching somebody something. But what does a Hebrew name have to do with you over here in America? 
nothing. Oh, I say Yah. I say Yahweh. Great, I do too. And sometimes I say thank you, God. I want to know where are they handing out uh, BET Wars for Christian Christianity? Because you're making it seem like you know more than the next person. And you do. You might got a blue letter Bible. You learned a Greek word. Bravo. Congratulations. You can pronounce better say. You know all of Jacob's sons. Bravo. Where's your Grammy? Because if you're not taking that information and teaching it to somebody else so they can know and not seem like you better than the next person, what does it matter? Because I done seen demons come out of people by the name of Jesus. I done seen demons get cast out by the name of Jesus. Okay? And that's just being real. Some people go through the Bible and they look for stuff to be so deep, so deep, and try to be so deep so they can seem like they know more of the word. But nothing in your characteristic reflects what you read. I have the Blue Letter Bible app. Don't get me wrong. I love it. I love it. But see, that's because I have a, a deeper, I have a deep thirst for the word of God. I have a deep thirst for knowledge. God takes you deeper the deeper y'all go. It's going to come a time. It's going to come a time. Well, God is going to call you deeper. And he's going to reveal different things to you and show you things. God has showed me things that's not even in the Bible. Oh, don't let me tell the religious folk that. Yeah, God has showed me things in the spirit that are not in the Bible. The stuff I done went through, through spiritual warfare, was not in the Bible. The thing God has said to me in dreams, not in the Bible. The deeper, the closer y'all get, the deeper he's going to take you. But that arrogance... I tell you, especially people who understand they have a gift, right? So, if you have a gift of teaching, a gift of prophecy, and like Corinthians says, if you don't have love, you let the butter claim your symbol. If you have a gift that might not be, uh, that might be a big gift, okay, you have a gift of prophecy. God has called you to be a prophet or a prophetess. Congratulations. But that gift is not yours for you to brag and boast over people. No, that gift is yours because when God needs you to tell somebody something, you need to get out there and get active. Not for you to walk up, walk around with the push-up bra. Or, or, or walk around with the extra tight pants on. Use your gift and go home. Give God his glory and go home and be about your and go home and be about your business. 
Because all this walking in the church, sitting in the front row, making you feel like you just that much more better than everybody. Okay, you can speak in tongues. Every time the pastor fart, you, all the gas of God. No. What? Come on, bro. You got to get the tongues. You don't even talk in your regular voice no more. Brother Slaughter. Hey, hey, hey. Shut up. I ain't got time for all that. Because the truth, if you really know the scriptures, when you pray in the spirit, when you're around other people in the church setting, you are supposed to have somebody that has the gift of interpretation so people can know what you're talking about. Come on. Y'all hopping on stage speaking in tongues, and they just like, oh, God, you don't know what that person's saying. They could be saying, Akuna Matata, what a wonderful day. And you out here receiving that. Well, I mean, it's good to receive a wonderful day. But shoot, what if they was up there saying, deception, disgrace. And y'all just out there just, oh, oh, they so spiritual. Yeah. Test the person by their fruits. Test the person by their fruits. Okay? They're just being real. Because in this Christian community, I be want to de-own y'all sometime. I can't tell you how many times I done went to God and said, Lord, can, can I just be a Jesus guy? Do I have to call myself? I mean, technically, technically Christian was technically an insult in the Bible. Do I have to call myself that, Lord? Can I just be a disciple of Christ? Can I be a Christ follower? Because them over there, them, them folk over there, I done, I, they, they get under they get under this part of my skin. And I just don't like that. And God said, Chris, you need to love them anyway. You need to get out there and you need to love them anyway. I'm so tired of people with, with, with different gifts feel like they better. We all one body. Because if somebody a toe, if that toe don't work right, then we ain't walking right. We got to get out of that. We got to get out of that, man. Because my thing is, it's so dysfunctional. But then you want people that don't believe in Christ to come over here and be like, yeah, that's what I want to be at. Yeah. Yeah. No, bro. Nobody, nobody want to be in that. If it wasn't for the Lord Jesus Christ, my Savior, and me knowing that he is real, I wouldn't I would, I would go to church. I'm going to just be real. As, if a non-believer said, bro, church, like, it's so bad that when they talk about church, it's like, dang, you can't even say nothing. Like, I literally got to pivot the church comment and just say, focus on Christ. But Because that's what the focus should be. That's what the focus should be. The focus should be on Christ anyway. But it's so bad that when people say something about the church, I can't even defend it. I just got to pivot. I just got to pivot. You know, for the longest, one of the things that been on my heart is, what's up with all the denominations? You got Baptist, Presbyterian, AME, Lutheran. You got uh, J.F. Kennedy. You got Obama, uh, First Baptist. I said, oh, that's too much. Where is all that in the Bible? Jesus didn't walk on this earth and say that he was a Baptist. But I mean, it is what it is. You know what I'm saying? God will use the donkey. 
It is what it is. But the gospel is the good news. It's the main thing. But not only is telling somebody the gospel, it goes back to my main point. Being full of the spirit and not full of your flesh. You know, one of the hardest things you're going to do as a believer when you're trying to be full of the, full of the spirit is denying your flesh. Denying your flesh every area. I don't have no issue sharing this. One thing that I noticed is that when I try to fast from food, if I say, okay, um, I've been I've been eating too much, doing all this other stuff. I ain't having business eating. Ooh, 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 I know it ain't serving me none. Let me go on the fast, right? Sometimes I say I'm going on the fast just because I know I don't want to go to the gym. But hey, look, God is working on me. I don't do it no more, but it's tempting sometimes. When I fast from food, that's when my flesh start craving other things. See, now I'm not eating food, so my flesh is like, stop thinking your flesh is surviving off one thing. Your flesh is not just surviving off the food you should eat. It's surviving off all things that have nothing to do with God. And when you get full off those things, your flesh is full. You can keep pushing your plate away all you want to till your stomach touches your back. But you'll start feeding your flesh, giving people attention they don't need your attention, watching stuff you ain't got no business watching, listening to things that you ain't got no business listening to, having conversations that you ain't got no business having conversations doing. You feeding your flesh in all those other areas. But you hungry though. You might as well eat at that point. You might as well go on and get you something to eat. Cause now you just starving for no reason. No, when you fast, you need to fast. And everybody don't have the same issues. Some people ain't social media people. Some people ain't, you know, all into it. You gotta ask God, you know what it is you struggle with. Some of you need to need feeding your flesh is answering that phone every time Keisha call you. Every time Keisha call you, she got some, some tea, some news. Ask yourself, how is this conversation serving my spirit? How is this conversation serving my spirit? How is this conversation feeding my spirit? Listen, listening to your friend talk about her, talk about her issues, her job, all this other stuff, them babies and their daddy, uh-uh. Come on for that. See, that's why they need to bring back minutes. Man, the world was such a different place when cell phones had minutes. I know I'm not the only one that remember that. I know I'm not the only one that remember that. Just being real. I'm just being real. I know it. I remember you had to wait till 9 o'clock to talk to somebody. But the catch 22 was, who really talking at 9 o'clock? Man, we... 
if I might need to run for city council or something, and I need to vote for minutes to come back, mm, you got your top five. Nine o'clock, you ain't talking to nobody. You in the bed. Because it kept conversation short. To the point. And if it was that serious, we'll talk after nine. But now you can just talk to whoever you want. It's too much. Man, I dare you. Go through your call log. You ain't got to do it right now. You ain't got to do whatever. But just, I dare you, though. Go through your call log. And go to the last conversation you had that was the longest conversation you had. Whether it was 45 minutes to an hour. And ask yourself, what did me and this person talk about this whole conversation that was profitable to my spiritual growth? So what you saying, Chris? You said I just can't chit chat with my friends? It's a time and a place for everything. You got to do things in moderation, okay? Meaning, if I call my homeboy and we just talking, catching up on our week, that's a difference. But when you start talking about Brenda, Tisha, Alicia, Sarah, Kiara, now, now we have detoured. Now we have detoured. I'm just being real. Come on now. Like I said, don't think I didn't wear this piece of her shirt and wasn't going to deliver. Come on now. I just been 100. What's feeding your spirit? And I'm going to keep saying that until your ears bleed. Because when you get off this live, I want you to really be asking yourself. I want you to almost question everything you talk about now. It's just feeding my spirit. How is it serving me? You hungry. Some of you will walk out the house hungry. I'm guilty of that. My wife guilty of that. We working on it. I'm not, I'm here with y'all in the bucket. We in the bucket together. You know what I'm saying? We helping each other come out the bucket. Some of you walk out the house hungry. What? What y'all used to say is the math ain't mathing? We walk out the house hungry. I don't want to hear that we working. I don't want to hear that. Because let me tell you something. You knew you had to go to work last night. Some of you are so good at planning, you will wake up 20 minutes earlier. And some of y'all don't even wake up 20 minutes earlier. Y'all just walk in work, walk in work with your Chick-fil-A biscuit and your orange juice and tell somebody to say something to you. Man, you ain't working as if you're doing it unto the Lord. You just feeding that flesh. You gotta be to work at that, that uh 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 7:30. Why is your alarm set for 655? 
You ain't pulling your clothes off a hanger. You pulling your clothes out of pile. Because it used to be clean clothes and then you had a basket for dirty clothes. That what it used to be. But see, now you got clean clothes still on the floor because black people don't buy hangers no more. Call me racist. It is what it is. I, I just thought about hangers. I got married. You got your clean clothes on the floor. You got your dirty clothes. And oh, wait, here go your mystery pile. That's somewhere between psychotic and iconic. No Drake. You got a metal pile. It ain't clean because it ain't fresh out the washer, but it ain't dirty either. So that's my in-between. That's really my, my Thursday, Friday fit. You know what I'm saying? Because I wore it on Sunday, Monday. It ain't dirty. You know, I got paid Thursday because I got chime. Or I got SECU and I got an account where the money come in earlier. So what I do is I wake up in just enough time at 6.55. I still hit the snooze. I get up. I super brush my teeth. I miss the back of that gum. I miss the back of them tonsils, but that's okay because that chicken biscuit going to cover up that little taste of breath I didn't get. Then you go in that pile and you put on the same clothes. You have wrinkles. That Dunkin' Donuts coffee stain is right there up under the nipple. But you don't care. You don't care because you off. And you'll wash your clothes when you off. Because why is you not doing everything as if you do it unto the Lord? Why is you not saying, okay, I know I work five days a week. Let me go on and pick out all five of my outfits on Sunday, iron them, so I can pull them fresh off the hanger. Why you not showing up to work 30 minutes early? Lord, Chris, why y'all think I'm Al-Qaeda the way I'm talking right now? You, 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 if you gonna treat yourself to breakfast, go get breakfast. But why are you getting breakfast at the expense of being late? That's not godly. That's not giving. That's not doing your best up unto the Lord. Cause you think your boss is your boss, but your boss ain't your boss. The Lord is your boss. Believe in Christ. You showing God how you care about His job. You showing God how much you care about His job. And then some of you clean got clean clothes. And they still on the floor. But you didn't miss 90 Day Fiance. No offense, baby. <laughs> you, 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 you didn't miss uh uh power. You didn't miss snowfall. Come on now. You, you, you don't think that keeping a clean house is feeding your spirit? Oh, man. Let me take my socks off. Whew. I just hate socks on carpet. I really hate walking on carpet. I like the good feel of carpet, but I don't know. That's just me. I like carpet. I can't walk on carpet with socks. It just feels funny. But anywho, back to what I'm saying. I just, you think, you think cleanliness is not feeding your spirit? You begged and you prayed and you pleaded with God. 
to be back in your own place. Now look how you look how you treat it. You will literally walk over to the sink to put a dirty dish in there, but you don't take two minutes to grab a rag and some soap and wash it out, dry it off, put it in the cabinet. You ain't got to dry it off. You don't need to do that. You just fed your flesh before bed. But you'll go crawl in bed and cut on the TV and stay up for another 35, 45 minutes to an hour. But you got God house looking like house party three. Yeah, that's feeding your flesh too. You know you just peed on that toilet. You know you just peed on that toilet. And you didn't wipe it off. When last time you got behind the toilet bowl and cleaned in between the crevices? Come on now. That's not feeding your spirit. Because see, what the church want to tell you is that it's just these worldly things feeding your flesh. No, anytime you're not taking care of something God gave you is feeding your flesh. I know it seems like a lot, but I'm just being real. Let me tell you something. To my sister. I used to, I, before I say that, when I was 19, I used to work for this company called AirServe. In Atlanta. It was my first job at the airport. And we used to deep clean the airplanes. Um, very detailed. And I had a guy tell me one day, he said, yeah, when we clean the planes, you just got to remember if you can see it, they can see it. Meaning that if you try to skip past some dirt, some trash, or some marks, if you see it right there, somebody coming behind, you can see it. So ladies, when I say this, I say this with all love. And fellas, you know, I, I always come for y'all. I'm going to say this with all love. Keep acting like you don't see that hair. Keep acting like you don't see that hair on that sink. The cabinet under your side of the sink is terrible. The way you leave that bathroom before you go to work is terrible. And you should be ashamed of yourself. You ain't cleaning them brushes out since you bought them. You got hair everywhere. Hair in places it ain't supposed to be in. You need to take them empty bottles out the shower. It's gone, sis. It is gone. God provided and God took it away. You have used all the dove out of that bottle. Why still hang up under your shower? Throw it away. All that I need to do my face and beat my face in the morning. You've been doing that same face since 2012. You've been doing that same face since 2012. How many more smoky eyes you gonna create? You have one set of make one face. 
You should know everything you need. Why don't you just lay it out in the morning? But you keep emptying out that makeup bag on that. The Lord just showed me some of y'all houses. Y'all laughing, but it's so true. The Lord has just showed me some of y'all houses. You keep dumping out that same makeup bag every morning to get the same two pencils and brush that you're going to use. You wasted God's time. And some of you be like, oh, that ain't me. I know why it ain't you. Because you do your makeup in the car. I hope you got a steak phone or Aaron Rodgers or Allstate or somebody. Because you should not be doing your makeup in the car on the way to work. And you wait till you get in Chick-fil-A line and do your eyebrows. I'm sick and tired. You are feeding your flesh when you are not preparing for success. When you are not preparing for success. And I'm keep coming for Chick-fil-A because I know you do. If you ain't nowhere else, you at Chick-fil-A. You at Chick-fil-A on Sunday more than you at church. And Chick-fil-A ain't even open on Sunday. You just sitting in the driveway waiting for them to open that Monday. Now, I know you do. I'm saying this to say, feeding your spirit is doing the things that are uncomfortable. Feeding your spirit is, I know I got to be to work at 10, so I'm going to wake up at 8 and spend time with the Lord. How many times you have woken up and said, Lord, before I do anything, before I pee and pass gas, I'm going to get on my knees and pray. What happened to having a slow morning? Get up in the morning. Fix you a cup of tea. Walk around your house. Pray over your house. Bless your house. Thank God for the house that he gave you. Then you go in the bathroom, you get ready. Either you take a shower or you took one last night, whichever one. You brush your teeth. You might sit down, cut the news on, cut it back off. Pray for the people of the world. Pray against principalities. Pray against spiritual wickedness in high places. Pray against cosmic darkness. Pray against authorities and rulers and powers. Pray against the devil because he, he already prayed against you. Because guess what? You went to sleep last night. Satan did it. He is walking to and from in the earth. He is dispatching demons all around to mess up your day. And do you wonder why your day going the way it's going? Or you wonder why you don't have no peace and why your day went the way it went? Because you've been feeding your flesh. Now me personally, me and my wife say this all the time. I believe the whole eight-hour fallacy is a lie. I don't believe that a person has to sleep for eight hours a day. I think that's cap. Because me personally, I have literally went all four hours of sleep and was fine. But if you is getting to bed late, why don't you say, Lord, no matter how many hours of sleep I get, 
if it's your will for me to wake up, may I wake up with the energy as if I've slept long enough. God don't even get the first of your morning no more. Some of you got an on the way to work playlist. Some of you, some of you don't even listen to what God has to say in the morning. You listening to Summer Walker and her and freaking uh maybe a little JT and Carisha. Depending on the type of mood you in. See, fear that your spirit is doing what's uncomfortable. Spirit of your fear to say, Lord, I done had that same carton of eggs in there for almost six weeks. Some of you buy groceries and still go out to eat. So what did you buy groceries for? I would rather you just have an empty refrigerator. If you're going to eat out, just eat out. Shoot. Just eat out. But don't be taking groceries from somebody else. Don't be taking groceries from somebody else. You got all the celery in the refrigerator and you don't even eat it. You bought that juice and you don't even, you don't even use it. How about we get up and we spend time in the Word? How about you say, Lord, you know, I don't know what the enemy has planned for me today. Because the enemy has planned for you. But I cancel all the enemy's plans in the name of Jesus. Lord, right now, I send confusion into the camp of the enemy. If there's any altars with my name on it, anybody that's praying on my downfall, I rebuke it. And Lord, I send it back to that person tenfold. Lord, if it is a situation that's going to occur today that I cannot foresee, I claim your peace that surpasses all understanding. And I will not be moved into any behavior unlike yourself when that situation occurred. Amen. Angel start hearing backflips when you said that. Oh, she did it. We part, we, we turned now. Let go down there and help our sister out. But no, you got to check Instagram when you first wake up. Because your notifications from people is more important than your notification from the father. Come on now. Come on now. Your notifications from people is more important than your notification from the Father. Some of you ain't even got on your knees and prayed. Now, hold on. I'm not being oh so religious. I'm not saying that you have to get on your knees to pray. But understand something. God is holy. When you get on your knees and pray, it shows a sign of respect and submission to the all-powerful God, the Father. To your Savior. Jesus Christ. That's, that this shows honor. Y'all don't understand what was done for y'all. You know, I'm going to tell you something. And I read this and I thought about it. I'm trying to think, where was I at in Matthew? Hmm. I might just get a point to you. God shows you, thank you, Holy Spirit. Bring it back to my memory for your people. Let me tell you something. 
you can avoid the Old Testament all you want to, but do you not understand that God has been showing you how holy he is and how to worship him? And when you see what Jesus has done, understand something. When they built the Ark of the Covenant, the, the, the tabernacle, I'm sorry, the tabernacle, you know you had the entryway, right? And then there was another part of the tabernacle that only like the priest could go in. And then there was another part of the tabernacle that was the most holy place. That was where only like the high priest would go in, whether it was Moses or Aaron, whoever it was at that time, or whoever it was in that line. Because that's where they went before the throne. So when Eli's sons had presented unauthorized fire, God struck them down. And some people might say that was cruel. You're not going to handle God how you want to handle God. You're not going to handle handle God how you want to handle God. If he say, I only accept this and I only accept that, you just can't bring God what you want to bring God. Because that caused death upon them boys. But let me tell you what your Lord, uh, your Lord and Savior Jesus Christ did. When God came down in the flesh and died on the cross for your sins, do you understand that when Jesus died, and he, he reconciled us back to himself. Do you know that the veil that covered where the, high, where, where, where the only high priest could go, it tore. It tore in half. It split in half. Meaning that you no longer needed a priest to go before God for you. That's why it says that you should approach the throne of grace with boldness. You didn't earn that right to be there. But guess what? Somebody thought you was worthy enough for to reconcile you back to themselves that you can approach him at any time of the day, in any moment, and always constantly waiting on your communication. You don't have to cut goat's heads and, and all this burnt offering. You don't have to do all this stuff and splatter blood around and atone. No, you can say, Lord, Father, I have said and I ask that you forgive me because you are a forgiving God and you die for my sins, Lord, and I repent and I turn away. You don't have to do all of that no more. So the fact that you are not taking advantage of being able to communicate with the God of the world, the heavens and the earth, At any given moment, it's baffling and behooving. And I'm not judging, because I don't know. Some of you said, let's, let, and I'm guilty. Let's say our prayers before bed, and you be all cuddled up in the bed. Lord, I just want to thank you. <sighs> Straight like that. Straight like that. No, no, no. When you feed your spirit, you go to the spirit. Some of you have the gift of tongues. Sometimes when you don't know what to say, that's when you just start speaking in your heavenly language. Because the spirit of God understands all your moans and all your groans. He understands all of that. 
But no, you don't you don't want to do that. So y'all keep saying, Chris, you just hate us. You hate us, Chris. You don't want us to have no fun. I never said that. Moderation. When you start asking yourself, what's serving me? What's serving me? Is this conversation serving me? Then it's, it, then it's not, it's feeding my flesh. Is this book serving me? It's not, it's feeding my flesh. Now, if you sit down and you watch you a show of trash TV, let it be what it is. But stop getting full off of it. Stop getting full off of it. You have a God that literally wants to talk to you. He wants to tell you his plans for you. He wants to guide you. He wants to lead you. Some of y'all be like, Lord, I want you to come dwell in my house. Not with them dishes in the sink. Because I'm not even going to come dwell in your house with that kitchen looking the way it's... Look, I... Let me tell you about me. And this is how I know God is more. God is above me. Way above me. I can't even reach it. Think about how above. If I'm telling you, I'm not going to come to your house and condone your dirt. What make you think? Jesus is. I don't want Jesus to deal with me from a distance. I want me to Jesus to deal with me in closeness. Oh, Chris, you being funny. You being superficial. God don't care about no dishes. He don't. Did he not say be a good steward of everything that he gave you? Because let me tell you this. If I gave you something, let's just say I gave you a pair of shoes, right? Every time I seen you in those shoes, you would make them show them shoes looked like you was taking care of it. Because you wanted me to see that I that you're taking care of the gift I gave you. Oh, you think because you signed your name on that lease with that boy you're not supposed to be with, that that's not God's house. Oh, you think because you signed your name on that car, that that's not God's car. God gave you the foot to hit the gas. He'll take the foot away. Because last time I checked, the Israelites went to a land, a promised land, that they didn't grow nothing over there. They didn't, they didn't yield nothing over there. They took from the enemy. And God said, this yours now. I would hate to see your car on the back of somebody's tow truck. Because you're not taking care of what God gave you. God, come dwell amongst me. Come, come lay with me tonight. How God going to lay in the bed with you and you got old boy in the bed with you? How God going to land in the bed with you? You got old girl in the bed with you. That's not your husband. That's not your wife. He ain't going to be in there with you. I'm not. We all did it. We all been there. And then y'all had a nerve to pray together and get in the bed together. Ay, ay, ay. Ay, caramba. Father, Father. Verily, verily, I say unto you. What's going on? See, y'all don't want the real. Y'all act like y'all want the real, but y'all don't want the real. 
You want the real off Instagram. Them the reels you want. <laughs> them the reels you want. You want them Instagram reels. You don't want the real that God is saying to you right now. Some of y'all are praying with this person and then getting in the bed with them. God bless our sleep tonight. Out, man. You better hope the enemy don't come jump on you tonight. <laughs> and that's just being real. You better hope the enemy don't come jump on you tonight. For your foolishness. You, 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 like, man, look. Okay, Holy Spirit, I'm going to tell the story. Dang, I wasn't going to say nothing. Jesus. See, this is why you got to be careful what you do. Because when it's your turn to tell your testimony, you don't know what archive Jesus is going to pull up. Let me just be real. Because the stuff I share with y'all, I don't be want to tell nobody. But when you're truly obedient and submitted to God, be careful what you do in this life. Because when it's your turn to tell your testimony, you don't know what archive Jesus is going to pull out to make a point. And if you got a problem with anything you ever did, coming to the light, you better stop now. To my point, because I, I ain't got to talk about y'all. I've been there. So I remember this one time I linked up with this girl I went to elementary school with. So this is like when I was in the world, you know what I'm saying, on this dating app, I'm doing all this other stuff. Woo, woo, woo. So we both talk about was talking about God and all this stuff like that. So we was at a house one day, and I'm just like, yeah, oh, uh, so you got, you, you, you divorced, right? And she was just like, oh, yeah, yeah, we divorced. We, uh, we, we separated. We divorced. I didn't hear the separated part. All I heard was, yeah, we, we, we separated. Tell me why. I prayed, because I usually pray before I go to bed. And I hopped in the bed with this girl. And I went to sleep. And one of them demons gave me the worst whoopings in the spiritual world right over there. I'm talking about, I don't know what, that was an upper four, upper five demon, I don't know. Tundra couldn't even help me at that moment. I'm just like, Lord, this demon is whooping mine. But, so I wake up, finally, God, let him get up, let him get up, let him get up, you know what I'm saying? I'm just trying to sleep, and then man just wanted, eh, 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 you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm like, what's going on with buddy? So I'm like, man, what's going on? So I don't know. The Lord just put on my heart to ask her again about her marriage. I'm like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? So how long you and Buddy been divorced? You know what that girl said? We're not officially divorced. We're just separated. Lord, have mercy. You got me on the bed over here with somebody that's married. Lord, I had to go home and repent. I, I man, I cut all the hell on my body. I, I don't. I went to the Old Testament days. I, I'm gonna go in sackcloth. Lord, what's going on? I mean, thank God we ain't doing that. But Jesus, I was just like, well, let me get up out of this house. No one, I'm getting beat on in here. You gotta stop. Believing everything people telling you, they telling you they single, they whole life in a marriage. Yes, yeah, the sackcloth in the ashes. I'm like, why am I going? 
You know what I'm saying? So my point is you praying and asking God to bless something, you get in the bed with the person. I don't care if y'all did the booty or not. You're chambering. You getting up, you and see what's so sad. What's so sad is that, ladies, I'ma just be real. I don't care if your body count is three plus five times ten. I don't care. I just don't care. But what's so crazy is, ladies, is that you a really good woman. You are a great woman and you will make a great wife. And, I, and, and, and this is just what God put on my heart to say because we were talking about it. You will make a great, you are a great wife. You are a great woman. Literally, the best. It's only one of you. I don't care how old you are. I don't care if you ain't married. Let me tell you something. You are somebody's prayer that they're looking for. But this is the, this is the kicker. When that man finally comes, that man is going to suffer. Because you have given every other man what only he is supposed to have. And I'm not just talking about sex. And I'm not just talking about sex. You get up in the morning, you have cooked breakfast. You have co-signed. You have, you have took lunch to this bad job. You have met the whole family. You have, you have done so much so when the right man comes along, he's going to suffer because you gave all the good to the wrong guy. And then that man is going to wonder if you're the right choice because you're going to be so hurt and so damaged and you finally put your foot down with the wrong person. You put your foot down with the wrong person. Now you over here married, he's wondering like, dang, do she love me? I'm trying to hug her. I'm trying to kiss her. Your husband, he trying to touch on you. He trying to love on you. He He's infatuated with you. And <laughs> be quiet, man. <laughs> I'm telling you from experience because that was me. Yeah, go ahead and tell like yourself now. That, that, that was me. Fellas, that was me. I gave so, in the pursuit of a wife, I gave so much of myself to the wrong women. I finally got the woman that did everything for me and it was hard for me to accept. I was like, oh Lord, why do I feel like, why is it hard for me to, you know, just give to her what I gave to everybody else? You gotta go back and reclaim you. You have to go back out there. You have to you have to go to God and say, Lord, I take back every single thing that I have given to somebody and I give it back. And anything I took from anybody else, I give it back. I give it back. And I'm going to get me back. 
Because your husband should suffer for what Ray Ray and Pookie did. You have to understand how to finesse in a way. I'm going to tell you, because some of my female friends, I, I had to teach this to them. Did they listen to me? Sometimes, sometimes they don't. Hardhead. But preferably, you guys will listen to me. Ladies, I know one of the things you love to do is cook for a man. Cool. Let me tell you how you cook for a man in a dating stage. You might want to screen record this. I'm going to give you three seconds to screen record. Because I'm going to give y'all the key to the streets and Lucci in jail. So just know this is God speaking. Let me give y'all a second to cut this off. This coming from a man. Fellas, don't be mad. This is how you got to play this game. One sec, y'all. Babe, we still recording. Great. Um, what time we at? Okay, cool. Oh, she said, hurry up. My phone is down. Okay, let me hurry up. It ain't my fault your charger ain't, ain't working. You know to bring a charger to this class. So, this is what you do. You want to cook for a man. Never make it seem like you did it just for him. Look, this may sound like lying, but... It is what it is. Or you can actually do this. How about this? When you cook, cook for everybody. Make a big meal, tell your friends to come get a plate and you hit him up and you say, hey, I just cooked this meal. I got a lot of leftovers. I don't want no leftovers. Uh, some of my friends come to get plates. Do you want a plate? The reason why you do that is because you don't want him to feel special. I know that sounds crazy, but the goal is not for him to feel special. The goal is for him to understand that you can throw that. That's the goal. That's the goal. Right? Because that's something that you guys like to do. If you don't want to do it, then okay. But that's the goal. Never get this man his plate on your good dishes. Tupperware or paper plates? Personally, I say paper plates. Foil, plastic fork. Because let me tell you how a man think. If she give me a plate of food on a metal plate, she gonna want me to bring that plate back. That's an excuse for me to come back over there. Uh -uh. When you're done eating, you throw it away. Another thing, don't let him come in the house. You have him pull up and you bring the plate outside. And you give it to him. And say, just tell me what you think. You may think that that's a lot, or you may think that that's not going to work. Men love the chase. Men love the chase. You know how many women he can go to a house and get a plate from and a place to sleep? He's not, he's not with them women. Can I be real? This going to sound so backwards. Yes, a lot of men want the goods. Some men like to know they can get the goods. But they don't want you to give them the goods. Because if you give them the goods or you give it to them up front too easily, they're going to believe that you do this for everybody else. What a man wants is to feel special. 
by you saying no or treating him like a regular degular makes you seem more special than any other woman. He got three, four, five girls. He can go to their house and get a plate and, and get and get and, and get a good night's sleep. But four other women are allowing him to sleep over there, beat their backs in, and get some food. But you know who he thinking about? Why he at Danica house laid up? Man, why, why Keisha won't let me come over there, man? Why she won't let me come over there? The whole time he with another girl, he thinking about the one that won't let him over there. I know y'all think that's far-fetched, that's crazy, but if you listen to what I'm saying, I promise you, the whole dating scene for you gonna change. As a man, I have sat in other places thinking about the one who wouldn't treat me like everybody else. I'm just being 1,000. Stop giving up. Thinking you you gonna you gonna he if he try to act like you lame because you don't want be lame. But when God says wait to me, he's saying it for a reason. If he's trying to date you, stop doing in-house dates. Get your lazy self up and go out somewhere. If y'all can't go out nowhere, then you don't need to be going out with him. Everything's not about a dinner date. Why you just can't go to the park? Why you just can't go to the park? The park is free. It's so much other stuff to do. Just, just being real. And guess what? A lot of a lot of the other dudes are going to get weeded out that way. They're going to get weeded out because they're going to want just some nooks and crannies. They're going to want that. But don't feed the flesh. I get it, ladies. You don't want to be lonely. Sometimes you just want to be held at night. Shut up. You want that wood, too. And that's when you got to be honest with God. Stop trying to tell God you want to wait. No, God, you want me to wait till marriage. You need to tell God that you want your vertebrae rearranged. That's what God want to hear. Stop telling God you want to wait till marriage. No, you don't. You want Mr. Woody Woodpecker. You want to wake up needing a wheelchair. That's what you want. That's what you want. That's, that's, that's what you want in your life. Stop going to God, telling God, Lord, I want to wait to marriage. No, Lord, you want me to wait to marriage. I want to be folded like a press on a hot summer day with cheese. That's what you want. That's what you want. But you say, Lord, not my will but yours. Not my will but yours. That's just the truth. Tell God what you want. Stop lying to yourself. Because when you lie to yourself, you think you're strong enough to handle it and you're not. You got to say, Lord, in my weakness, your strength is made perfect. Keep this man from uh, apartment three. 
That's just real. I see your comment right there. Let me be honest with you. I love y'all to death like sisters. So don't get mad when I say you L stupid though. You keep staying committed to somebody that wanna. This man won't even ask you out and ask you to be his girlfriend. He just say, you already know what it is. You know the vibes. We vibing. Like what's understood don't have to be explained. I promise y'all, I couldn't be no woman. You would have had me twisted. We what? You know the vibe. Okay. All right. Be on Snapchat with Fred. With James. With Paul. With Peter. Be with the disciples like this. Uh, knock me on iPad down. Just being real. Y'all better stop <laughs> playing with me. Y'all better stop playing with me. Be with all the disciples. Oh, we just, you know the vibes. I don't know nothing. I don't, I don't know nothing. You out here staying committed to somebody with no title, but you won't even stay committed to the Lord who gave you one. Ooh. Ooh. Ooh, I don't like that. Oh my God. Ooh. You stay committed to somebody who won't give you a title, but not stay committed to the one that gave you one. You know, you know, you 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 know what your title was? When you when you believed in him? My child. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Mm-mm. 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 Listen, I understand, ladies. It's a poor selection of men out here. But I promise you, it don't matter how many bad men it out. I don't care how many bad men it is. You have a good God. Your real dad might not have been in your life, but you have a father now that's better than your daddy. Better than the man that, that, that birthed you. Well, not birthed you, but got you here. You have a God right now who is telling you that I still got your life in the palm of my hands. But I'm not going to give you somebody that you want to worship more than me. I'm not going to give you what you want right now. Because if I give it to you, you'll never come back. What you want? You know what I told my wife? I'm going to tell you what I told my wife when we first started dating. And you know, when you first started dating, that's a cute, corny stage. I said, I said, babe, because she wasn't so sure about me when we first met. She been through a lot. You know what I'm saying? She didn't, she didn't, she didn't know what's true or not. Shouted like a, she didn't really through a lot, but I leave her. Okay, let me stop. I'm sorry. That was a little Wayne that came out of me. But listen, when I first met my wife, I told her, I said, and fellas, write this down. Use it because it's, it's true. I said, babe, I don't want the key to your heart. I said, give the key to your heart to God, and I'll ask him for it. Oh, 
Oh! Guess who's married now? <laughs> okay, yeah, cause it worked. I asked God for the key and he gave it to me. And it worked. You know why it worked? Because that woman had a relationship with God. And if I wasn't a fit for her, it was nothing I could say or do that would have kept us together. God would remove me like a pimple on the forehead. Easily. Straight like that. See, when you got a relationship with God, you can say, Lord, I don't trust myself with this key no more. I'm going to give this key to you. And if he wants it, he got to ask you for it. Because you're not going to give that key to just no anybody. But until God give that key to somebody, you got to keep it together. But you can't keep it together if you keep feeding your flesh. This, I said it January, I said it again. This is the year of distractions. Your 2024 always depends on what you do in your 2023. That's the word God gave me at the beginning of this year. And these first six months been a struggle. But your 2024 depends on how you act now. I'm not telling you God finna do nothing for you this year. I'm not telling you God is finna do something for you this year. I'm not finna give you that word because that might not be for you. But what God did tell me was that this is the year of distraction. And the devil is pulling all the tricks. It's the same tricks. But he's coming with multiple tricks this year. All his old tricks. He's bringing them out the bag. Because what God is going to do next year. All depends on what you do this year. And guess what? If you don't do it this year. Your 2024 is going to be another year. Of trying to get right. This year not over with. And I'm not saying it's going to take six months. I'm not saying it's all. It's only going to take six months. But the foundation God is trying to set you on of feeding your spirit and not your flesh to keep you focused, that depends on what happened in 2024. Are you ready what God going to do for you next year? It depends on how you handle this year. Because God already told me this is the year of distraction. He wants your focus this year. Your focus might be just going to work, working out, going home, getting your word, feeding your spirit, and not your flesh. That might be your mission this whole year. And through your obedience, on the other side of that is something you never even imagined. It's something that you never even prayed for because God already knows that he want to get to you. You go to a secular concert, is it feeding your spirit? I would say no. And let me tell you one thing else about these secular concerts. You already see it all over the internet. It's getting real. Some of these concerts, they straight putting curses on y'all. People are dying out there in the audience. Don't go to no Beyonce. You go to Beyonce, I pray for you right now in the name of Jesus. You know, but uh-uh. God already told me in the beginning of the year. This is the year that God is going to turn you over to your sins. That's just the truth. Look, look, look. I'm not trying to prophesy to you. I'm not trying to prophesy to you. 
I'm telling you what the Lord told me. And I told people before, this is the year that God is going to turn you over to your sins. Meaning you keep having sex unprotected, don't be surprised if a baby come or if an STD come. You keep not managing your money right, don't expect more money. You're not treating the job you got right, you're not going to get the next job. What you sow, you are going to reap. I truly believe next year, because of all the things that's going on in the world, I personally think that the world is going to go through something. I believe the world is going to go through something, meaning like the, 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 the non-believers. And I believe the children of God are going to be the only ones that's sustained. I, when I say sustain, if it's a famine, we're the only ones that's going to have food. If it's a if it's a recession, we the, we're going to be buying houses in a recession. We're going to be we're going to be rich in a recession. I believe truly that's what's going to happen. Oh, we most definitely in the last days. I mean, I'll tell you this. It's all in the Bible. You see it going on around you. It's time now to get right with the Lord. What you reap next year depends on what you sow this year. I got one for you. If you sow unforgiveness this year, you're not going to reap forgiveness next year. If you're sowing doubt, you're not going to get what you hope for. But if you sow faith, righteousness, right standing, relationship, and seeking after God's kingdom and all his righteousness, next year, the things you didn't even know you wanted will be presented to you. And it's and it's and it's and it's not and it's not always material. Some of you have been praying for a certain type of healing. Some of you have been praying for a breakthrough and change in attitude, perspective, mindset. And God says, just stay the course. Because the same thing that bothered you this year is not going to bother you next year. The same memory that keeps coming back ain't going to keep coming back in a minute if you just stay the course. But you have to sow to the Spirit. Peace out!